Welcome to Dominating Your Investments, a podcast where you can learn about stocks, personal finance, and creating generational wealth. This podcast is created for all individuals who would like to improve their financial well-being via the stock market and improve their finances. Now let's get started. Welcome back to Dominating Your Investments, everybody. Uh, today is August 16th, 2022, and I thought about giving you guys a daily recap of what's going on in the market. Uh, it's really hard to get your hands around all the information going throughout the day, especially when you're working and uh, you're tired when you get home. So thought I'd kind of give you a quick recap of what we saw going on in the market today. Uh, it started out with the Inflation Reduction Act being signed today, over $750 plus billion being spent uh, by our government. I don't know, more spending to fix inflation? It doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> and uh, also with this, there's some penalties for larger corporations. So 1% stock tax on stock buybacks will be put in place come January 1, and up to 15% minimum tax for the larger companies, such as Amazon, Microsoft, et cetera. So what I anticipate is we'll see a lot more of stock buybacks before the end of the year, uh, because there will be those taxes on those uh, come January 1. Now, it seems like the market is trying to get ahead of the Fed uh, stopping rate hikes uh, for growth and going higher. So uh, I don't think they're going to stop right away. We haven't really fixed inflation. Uh, I know we heard the number zero recently, but that was just a flat month over month uh, change in inflation. In fact, when you look at some of the most key uh, items like corn uh, and other foods, uh, those are still rapidly growing. We also saw natural gas uh, hike up to 14%, uh, the highest it's ever been uh, today. So uh, more to come there, but we could definitely see, I know we're looking like we're having a bull rally right now, but I, I definitely, in my opinion, think that you know you want to tread carefully here because um, it could bounce back and we could see rates keep going higher. And then that penalized growth stocks. I know we've had a nice run with growth stocks recently. Now on to some other news, Walmart placed an order of 3 billion in stock buybacks, uh, that they announced last that they did last quarter. So there's just our first evidence of some buybacks. Um, and they had their largest earnings beat in a decade. Uh, it was their best report, uh, in over 13 years. Now, the expectations were very low that they set. They came out and said, you know, hey, we're, we're going to have an off quarter. Inflation uh, is impacting us. And then they come out and the EPS of what those reduced expectations were, were $1.77. They beat it by 17 cents. The revenue was $151 billion, 8%, 8.2% year over year growth, beating the expectation by $1.42 billion. Um, so that's what Walmart had put out. So Walmart had really good earnings. Then we look at Home Depot also smashed earnings, uh, later at the end of the close of the bell today, uh, EPS of $5 and five cents. They beat estimates by 12 cents revenue of 43.79 billion, 6.5% year over year growth. They beat expectations, 459.47 million. Uh, I really think this is a, uh, very attractive uh, result that they've put up uh, a really good story here. When you look at how the economy has been dealing with inflations, what home builders have been going through, 
the cost of home goods. Um, and yet still Home Depot finds a way to once again be, uh, and I believe they even raised guidance if I remember right. Um, so very little short interest on this stock, uh, great dividend, and it's trading at a PE of 19. So it's below uh, the actual uh, S&P 500, which I believe is close to 22 PE. So uh, just all around setting the bar high for Lowe's, Lowe's reports tomorrow uh, and Target reports as well. So Walmart set the standard pretty high there. Now on to FUBU, uh, FUBU, <laughs> uh, FUBO TV. Uh, that right there uh, had a explosive return today at 45%. And they also though are down significantly from uh, their all-time highs two years ago, which was $62, and their all-time high this year was $35. Uh, I think now they, they were able to get up to, uh, by the end of the day, $6.35. So a significant downturn in, in what they've had. Um, I know this has been a high flyer for a lot of people who are into growth stocks and CTV and streaming, uh, as well as sports gambling. Um, so just kind of give you some of the numbers, because I think this story here is the epitome of what we're looking at in the market today and what we saw when COVID hit and uh, the stay at home stocks and just over excitement in the market on growth, not really looking at the overall business fundamentals and free cash flows uh, and the sustainability a company could have for several years to go. So uh, they had their first investor day ever uh, today and they announced some news around their plans to get to uh, positive cash flows or break even at 2025. So here's some more of the statistics here. So they've grown uh, in the last month, 76% in returns, 44% today uh, on those returns growth. Uh, adjusted positive EBITDA is the goal by 2025. Uh, smaller churn on the price increases, uh, the CFO stated. So when they jacked up prices, they, they didn't lose as many customers as they thought they would. Uh, they expected revenue will more than double between the next three years, uh, giving a nice compounded annual growth rate. And the average revenue per user on subscriptions and also uh, adding uh, more ads, they believe will help with getting to that goal of break even. CFO said, when we ultimately decide to raise capital, so there's a red flag there uh, that they are going to raise more capital. And we'll talk about their debt to equity ratio here in a second. We expect to maintain optionality. We do like optionality here on the show, um, but finishes out and says, we'll use the most efficient means necessary. No debt maturities do we have until 2026. So you're thinking there, okay, they're thinking responsible. Uh, they're only going to pull the trigger when they ultimately need more capital. Uh, it is a very capital intensive business. But then if you go to uh, the finances, and you can look at this at Simply Wall Street. You can look at this at Macro Trends, some great free resources there when you're analyzing your stocks. Um, but just looking at the debt to equity ratio, right now it is 66%. And when we look back in June of 2020, it was not even 3%. So a huge difference in taking on a lot of debt um, and then we look at the actual growth of the company. Let me switch over here. 
to our revenue and profits. And what we'll see is that uh, the year-over-year quarterly growth has been declining since June of 2021. So that is five quarters of year-over-year quarterly growth sequentially declining. That is not the trend I want to see in an investment. So the year-over-year quarterly growth is declining. Um, they are still growing 69% year-over-year, which is excellent. But we're seeing a trend line for the last five quarters, it's been declining. So even though revenue is getting more and more each quarter, the differential from quarter to quarter is getting less. Um, that you know, leads to you know, eventually plateauing. So we can see here 760 million, uh, 761 million last quarter. Now we're looking at 852 million. Um, and so, yes, it's trending up, but that gap is getting smaller. And so that's, that's not a good thing. Um, and then when we also talk about uh, needing to raise more capital, you're already at 66% debt to equity, right? So you don't have um, a good ratio there from the amount of debt you already own. Now, it is trading at officially with the jump today, moved it up to a price to sales of one, which looks very attractive. It looks like a value stock. So it looks uh, probably what brought in a lot of people buying today. But there's sometimes a reason why a value stock is a value stock. Keep in mind that this, the whole story around this company was that it was going to be a powerhouse in streaming uh, TV for sports uh, around their soccer deals. And they were going to be, they had the first person user data to um, really jumpstart uh, sports gambling um, and do it within the actual app itself within the TV. So we'll see how that matures. It could end up, you know, coming back full force. This is a nascent, um, you know, Greenfield area where uh, we don't know who's going to win this, this market, but it is concerning from around the financial perspective. Uh, their cash burn is significant. Now on some positive news, they did sign a deal with Ryan Reynolds um, that jumped the stock just yesterday, 13% uh, for a whole bunch of unscripted programs. Um, that, that he signed a deal with to, to, uh, to be a part of. So the EPS uh, was above when they had earnings on the 5th, but revenue was lagging on expectations. Interestingly enough, uh, BlackRock and Vanguard increased their financial stakes uh, significantly uh, for a 48% increase for BlackRock and 28% for Vanguard. So it just seems like this company is, is kind of like a coin toss right now. Definitely not the market for me personally that I would want to invest in. Um, my risk appetite is not that strong, even though I like risk stocks, um, just because there's not a lot of, there's no free cash flow. Uh, and then it, lastly, we can just finish up with what the actual uh, margins look like. So when I look at a business and I'm looking at these companies to invest in for reoccurring revenue, I also expect them to run efficiently uh, with high gross margins. So the 12 trailing months uh, gross margin uh, currently is negative 5% for Fubo TV, negative 54.1 for uh, the operating margin and negative 55.7 in the net profit margin. That is too much negative for me, but I'll let you make up your own mind. Once again, this is not financial advice, but uh, wanted to give you the update on why you'd see a stock that's 
unnaturally jumping at 44% in one day. So on to additional news for you 3M shareholders, uh, they are facing a $100 billion uh, lawsuit on earplug uh, lawsuits from numerous veterans who have lost hearing and had hearing problems uh, due to faulty earplugs, uh, according to the testimony given Tuesday from a litigation consultant hired by lawyers suing the company. Um, the initial results from a few test cases show 3M would be swamped by losses if the 230,000 lawsuits related to the company's military earplugs business go forward. The plaintiff advisor testified in bankruptcy court. Company lawyers disputed those findings during the hearing, arguing that the 19 cases in which juries return verdicts are outliers and cannot be used to extrapolate results for the other cases. Some advocates for the suing soldiers want the bankruptcy judge to block 3M from paying shareholder dividends, buying back stock, or spinning off assets. If the judge also decides to halt the lawsuits, 3M is in federal court trying to convince the bankruptcy judge to stop the lawsuits while the company's Aero Technologies subsidiary reorganizes in bankruptcy, a strategy a federal judge said Monday was naked duplicity. So not only do they face possible of $100 billion in losses, this could possibly even cause them to go into bankruptcy if this actually all played out. Now, we know that uh, lawsuits in the legal system gets drawn out, especially with these large corporations for a very long time, but uh, it is a story to pay attention to if you are a 3M shareholder, uh, as well as uh, a Palantir shareholder, as they're one of their larger customers. I don't know if their contract would be affected by this, uh, but something just to keep aware of there. And for the last bit of news uh, around our SaaS companies and in the cloud, uh, Snowflake had a downgrade recently and uh, dropped almost about 2%. So we're down to 167. They haven't had earnings yet. That is coming up. Um, but a lot of analysts are saying they expect a possible miss. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And lastly, Datadog just made some big announcements. The dog is protecting the yard. They're updating uh, their monitoring capabilities for application monitoring for SQL databases and Azure databases uh, to support their full features there with the Microsoft stack. Um, Datadog continues to uh, be one that all the hyperscalers are, are leveraging in some form or fashion, uh, continues to grow and uh, is a highly priced stock, but they also continue to execute when it comes time to earnings. So that's one to keep on your watch radar there. I do hold shares, big fan of the founder CEO team there. Um, so just more good news for them. And that concludes today's show. I'm Dom Rinaldi. And remember, it's never too late to start dominating your investments. Thanks for listening. Until next time.